Hi, you're listening to the Fairy Pod Mothers. I'm Rachel, and I'm joined by co-hosts Amber and Stephanie. It's hard to believe we're going into February here already. How are you feeling about that, ladies? Closer to warm weather, so I'm happy about it. Yeah, same here. Couldn't have said it better myself, Stephanie. <laughs> are you getting excited for Valentine's Day? Um, <laughs> I'm ex- huge on Valentine's Day. Yeah. We do like cards, but... It's always fun in the middle school on um, Valentine's Day where I work. So it's cute to see the little couples, the little boys bringing their little girlfriends things. And then (laughs) so sweet. Cute. All right. Well, this is not a Valentine's episode, but it does have to do with food (laughs) and Valentine's food. I don't know. Trying to make a bridge here. So tonight we have a Disney dining related topic. We are talking about various situations you may have and what sit down restaurants we think would work best for your circumstance. While we may agree on our answers, we're going to each try to select some different options so that if you need multiple paths or restaurant choices for your trip, you'll have them. So let's get to work. Our first circumstance is you have little kids. What do you think is the best place to go when you have little ones? And I'll go ahead and start. I'm going to pick Garden Grill at Epcot. And I chose this one because I think it's an under the radar character meal. And character meals are always great with littles. I think the food is easy to please. Lots of common, you know, popular kinds of dishes, mac and cheese, green beans, cornbread, you know, that sort of thing. And the restaurant slowly, very slowly rotates. So that's kind of exciting. Plus you get to see farmer Mickey and his buddies. So I think that one's a good option for kiddos. Stephanie, where are you going with little ones? So mine is a little bit different. Um, And kids that are walking age and that you feel comfortable, you know, watching them maybe from a little bit of a dist- distance, but I think Beer Garden is a great place to go with little ones. Um, there's a band that plays. It's a lot of fun. The kids love raising their glasses uh, when they do the toasts, and then they can actually go down um, in kind of in front of the stage. There's like a little dance area. They can get down there and dance, and my kids always love doing that. The food, you know, it's a German buffet, but a lot of the food is pretty familiar, and at nearly any buffet on, um, on property, you're going to have kid options. So that one's a lot of fun. It's a little bit different, uh, kind of off the beaten path, really. Yeah. My kids love both of those that you guys said, garden grill and beer garden. Um, going back to Rachel's garden grill. Um, if you're into hidden Mickey's, the most difficult, in my opinion, hidden Mickey is at garden grill. So you can look at it or ask your server for help if you want mm. to point it out for you. I don't think I know this one. Me either. Yeah. Check it out next time you're there or Google it, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, so I was going to say the best place for little kids. Um, this might be controversial, but Chef Mickey's or really anywhere that has character dining. Um, we all kind of know that Chef Mickey's isn't the best for foodies. Like you're not going to find... I mean, it's fine. It's good food. I would probably put it like, I don't know, like Golden Corral level, maybe, maybe a little bit better than the Golden Corral. I think Uh, it's a little better than that. (laughs) Well, okay. Golden Corral, I kind of call like the feeding trough of humanity. 
So it is <laughs> a few notches above that. Um, it's it's the Golden Corral with Mickey Waffles. Can we <laughs> can we say that? It's the Golden Corral with Mickey Waffles. And I'm not trying to hate on Golden Corral. Like there's a time and place, and it's it's very popular. It's in the contemporary, so you can see the monorail going by, which the kids love. Um, and Mickey and the gang are there in their restaurant chef outfits, super cute. And they sing and wave their napkins around and it's lots of fun. The waving the napkins is my kid's favorite part. Oh yeah. I mean, when do you ever get to do that? It's a rarity. Yeah. Okay. So our next situation you may find yourself in is maybe you're traveling with vegans or vegetarians or your family has those dietary limits as well. So this one's personal for me. My family is a mix of pescatarians and vegetarians, but I picked Jungle Navigation Skipper Canteen, which is located located in Adventureland in Magic Kingdom. I like this one too, because it's usually pretty easy to get a reservation at. I feel like it flies under the radar a little bit. Um, but for vegans, they have falafel that's really good and hummus. They have salad. They have a really awesome um, veg curry with tofu, Thai noodles that are very spicy if you like spice. And then for vegetarians, you've also got the Brazilian cheese bread appetizer, which is so good. So I really like that one a lot. I love that restaurant. I'm not vegetarian, um, but I have chosen some of the vegetarian options at that restaurant before just because they sound so good. And I mean, come on, it's Jungle Cruise theme. It's so fun. I love that restaurant. There's so many puns just throughout the entire restaurant. It it, it very much keeps in line with the, um, you know, the jokes that are told on the Jungle Cruise. Mm-hmm. All right. I did not understand the assignment. So mine is, <laughs> mine's a quick service, um, <laughs> but it is still worth mentioning. Docking Bay 7. Um, I think for this one, you do, you do have to be a little bit of an adventurous eater, but it's also great, um, for vegans and vegetarians. Mm-hmm. My family right. loves that one too. Yeah. That one's really good. And again, uh, that's a place, um, they have the, they have falafel there as well. And that's a place I will usually get the vegetarian meal because it just sounds better than any of the meat options. Yeah, they have the impossible like meatballs there too, which, you know, mm-hmm. impossible is taking over Disney, but they're really good. So um, I feel like if you like plant-based meat, it's a, it's a really good option. If you are vegan and you're listening, this is a total sidebar. Do not get the Beyond Chicken Nuggets from KFC. They are not good. <laughs> major, major regrets. They're not good. I generally prefer Beyond to Impossible when it comes to like their beef alternatives but those beyond chicken nuggets were awful anyway i have not been to a kfc in like 25 years (laughs) well i saw it advertised i was like oh i love the beyond burgers let me try this there's one down the street from our neighborhood and i just still doesn't pull you in publix is leagues above kfc in my opinion and we have both in our town uh, so. and you probably also have bojangles there we don't have we do. bojangles up here it makes yeah. me sad okay sorry that was a complete yeah. tangent but you guys have white castle and my husband's jealous about that do you not have white castle no they're not below like kentucky oh so you don't get the white castle valentine's day dinner no no white <laughs> castle <laughs> 
And no, no sideline chili. Oh, skyline chili is terrible. Consider yourself lucky. We are getting a Whataburger in our town in the coming months. So. Okay. Okay. I mean, just about, didn't go off the rails. Sorry. How about, sorry, how about yeah. your Disney pick? Amber? <laughs> Rachel's ringing us back in. Sorry. Okay. So at Disney, my best place for vegetarian, um, I'm going to say Sanaa. Um, one, we know about their amazing bread service. That's a must that you have to get when you're there. Um, I looked at the menu and the African inspired biryani looked really good. And the best thing about Sanat being a vegetarian is you can look at the animals and know that you are not eating the nice, pretty little animals. <laughs> you could admire them, enjoy their beauty. I like that. <laughs> I'll also say I almost picked this one, Amber. So I totally agree with it. Same thing for Coral Reef. I mean, you could sit there and look oh, at no. the fish. That, I mean, at Coral Reef, you can order fish, which I don't know. It's kind of weird to be eating fish when you're in the middle of an aquarium and you're looking at all the fish, but you can. Um, but if you're a vegetarian at Coral Reef, you can feel good about yourself and know that you are not responsible for the demise of any of the. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this episode's already cracking me up. All right. <laughs> Um, all right. The next category is place to really get your money's worth. So where you get the most bang for your buck. And this one might be controversial. I don't know. Um, Ohana was my pick. I know that it's not the cheapest option. I'll say that it's not inexpensive, but you get a ton of food. I mean, I leave there just like you have to like roll me out the door when I eat at Ohana. There's so much and it's all you can eat. They've got all of the different meats, noodles, salad, bread pudding, um, appetizers. I mean, it's, it's so much food. It's also good. So I feel like it can, it's hard to leave there not having probably overeat. Are the noodles back? They switched to rice for a minute and then they brought the noodles back as people freaked out. Okay. Yeah. Cause they're normally buckwheat right I don't know what they're technically they, okay. they remind me of lo mein yeah I think they're like soba noodles which are made with buckwheat anyway I didn't realize they had brought them back you guys think that one's a good one or no like I contemplated that because it is a little pricey um I for do me, my kids are on the pickier side and they didn't eat a ton at Ohana so for our family mm-hmm. it wasn't a, we did not get our money's worth um mm-hmm. but if you have kids who are adventurous eaters you probably would yeah. yeah my son really likes it um but my daughter really likes the noodles she she can be a little bit pickier but she really likes the noodles so it still works for our whole family yeah my kids love it it's all hard to get though right now yeah okay um, I was actually just looking just at, for one of the categories we have later I looked at next Thursday and you can get an Ohana dinner next Thursday, today. Wow. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, I think it was at nine o'clock, but still, they're normally completely booked. Yeah, that one can be tricky. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. Uh, so for my pick, I, I'm i going to Sanaa, but this is not necessarily for the food, great food there, but this is for the experience. Um because of the view that you get, you know, if you only have a couple days 
there and you don't want to get park tickets for all four parks, this is a great way to basically experience the safari without having to go into Animal Kingdom. It's got great views, um, especially if you're booking like one of the earlier lunch reservations, you can still kind of catch some of the animals when they're most active, but it's a great experience for the money's worth. Can I give a little tip for that one? Because the experience is a huge part of it. If you, I feel like I've booked that one for dinner one or two times and not thought about the time of day I was booking it. And it would, it was already way past dark by the time dinner rolled around. We couldn't see any animals. So if that yeah. is important to you, keep in mind when daylight ends so that you don't miss that. Good yeah, that one's important. Amber, where are you headed? So to get my money's worth, we're going to go to the Magic Kingdom and go to the plaza. It's kind of different than the direction that the two of you are going. You two are talking about like, oh, you get all this food and yet it might be kind of pricey, but look at the experience. Um, the plaza, while it is a table service restaurant, the prices are closer to quick service, in my mm -hmm. opinion. Um, and they have good food. It's like, sandwiches, burgers, ice cream, you know, it's basic stuff that your kids are going to like, your kids are going to eat. And it's nice to go sit down, take a break. Um, so you're still, you're still getting like the table service experience without paying traditional table service prices. Yeah, that's, I like one. the plaza. Mm -hmm. I agree. I like the banana split. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I just had this hit close to home, this next category. This one is place you waited too long to book. So I have clients that are traveling in two weeks. They just planned their trip today and there's six of them. And so we're scrambling for dining reservations. So I'm wondering what can you get if you waited too long or you're doing a last minute kind of trip? And my pick here was Alien Compass. I see this one come up often, often short notice, still available, lots of time slots. Actually, this is one of my favorite restaurants. Um, I think another one that flies under the radar, the breakfast is incredible and the dinner is really good too. It's located at the um, Yacht Club. And so, you know, it's not far from Epcot. It's located on the boardwalk. It's, it's pretty convenient to get to. So I would say it'll encompass. I, it's a really good atmosphere too. It is. It's very like, like low key. Mm -hmm. um, so I went with a little bit of a dark horse restaurant, um, Olivia's Cafe at uh, Old Key West. Um, it's a really great little, you know, it's, it's at Old Key West. So it feels like something you would find in the Keys. Um, not a large menu, but the prime rib and the shrimp pasta are really good. And they have some great cocktails. It's a nice, light, open restaurant. And they have some good fried chicken too. Um, so for mine, I said Trattoria Al Forno because I actually, when I was doing this list, I actually grabbed my phone and opened the app to see what I could get for tonight. Like I was doing this at 6.30. So I said, okay, at eight o'clock, what can I get? It was mostly stuff for Disney Springs, not a lot of choices in the parks. Um, but Trattoria Al Forno is also located in the boardwalk area, kind of like at Epcot's back door. Um, 
they have really good Italian food. Um, I personally recommend their chicken parm. It was yummy and I see it available a lot. That's and it's, it's, it is a good restaurant. Mm-hmm. It's solid Italian. Yeah. Okay. So the next category that we have is best place for picky eaters. And, um, I decided to land on the Grand Flow Cafe, obviously at the Grand Floridian. I picked this one because I think the food is really good, really solid, but there are options for people that don't have more adventurous palates, but then ones that do as well. So they have a really great breakfast, but dinner has favorites like fried chicken. They have burgers. They even have things like miso salmon for the non-picky folk. Um, but then of course, like breakfast time, you can get your Mickey waffles or you could get avocado toast. So depending on the spectrum of people you're with, there really is something for everybody. It's also very casual. So I feel like there's no, you know, pretentiousness about it or anything. Come as you are. I don't know. I think it's a pretty like laid back vibe. Yeah. Some people are like scared to go to the Grand Floridian because they think it's all uppity and fancy and we went there on our, I mean, we stayed there at our last trip, but we ate at the cafe on our last trip. And I think it was our first time eating there. And I really liked it. Cool. So that actually kind of is a good segue into the one I chose. Um, I went with 50s prime time because it's just good old down home cooking. It's a no frills environment. It literally feels like you're in grandma's kitchen and the food is so good. So even if you are a foodie, you can still appreciate the flavor, but it's pork chops, it's fried chicken, it's pot roast. You're going to find something to please pretty much anybody. My husband loves their meatloaf. I've never had the meatloaf, but I've definitely talked about the fried chicken on the podcast before. How about the peanut butter and jelly milkshake? I think about that and then I never do it. Do you like it or no? I'm personally not a fan. No. Amber, you're a yay. Um, I'm a nay, but my husband likes it. Okay. It's controversial, I can tell. (laughs) (laughs) Amber, what are you going with for this category? So I live with a couple of small picky eaters and okay, who am I lying? I'm a picky eater myself. Um, and we all enjoy Beaches and Cream. It's my son's favorite restaurant at Disney. It's located at Beach Club and it's um, basically like an old time soda shop. Um, They just expanded it. So they do have more seating in there now so they can accommodate more people. It used to be really, really hard to get a reservation there because they only had like 10 tables. Now they have maybe 20 something, 30 tables. And it's still kind of hard to get a reservation there because I think a lot of people really like it. but it's super good. I mean, anything that you can think of that would be at an old time soda shop, sandwiches, burgers, hot dogs. Um, The thing they're famous for is the kitchen sink dessert. Um, It is a huge literal kitchen sink full of ice cream. Um, The recipes online, maybe we can post it on our Facebook page, but anything where one of the ingredients is a whole can of whipped cream and they make a big deal about that when they bring it out um super fun like a whole sleeve of oreos is in it um i don't even know how many scoops of ice cream how many different flavors are in this thing they 
turn the light like they do like disco balls and colored lights <laughs> start going off when someone orders it it's a big production and of course the kids love it you could share the kitchen sink easily with your whole family if you're not afraid of sharing germs um so yeah that's what we like I'm gonna say that you know you could do that recipe at home for Valentine's Day there you go with your White Castle fancy <laughs> meal that you get <laughs> you can get us a, a box of sliders <laughs> Yeah, and top it off with the kitchen sink. I love that kitchen sink. <laughs> um, Beaches and Cream does have the walk-up window, and they do have a mini kitchen sink. Mm-hmm. But when you order the mini kitchen sink, you have to choose Mickey your mini mini kitchen sink if you really care about the kitchen sink that you get to take home. This was this mm-hmm. caused such confusion when we were there in December because um, I don't think. I, I didn't realize that's what was going on. So I tried to pick up somebody else's kitchen sink because they had ordered Mickey and we had ordered Minnie, but they're both called the Minnie kitchen sink. So if you order from there, <laughs> just be prepared to specify Mickey or Minnie if you care which one you're taking home. Like that Good pro tip. tip. Yeah. Okay, the next one, the next category we have is best place for foodies. And my gut wanted to pick, you know, California Grill here, but we've talked about California Grill to death. So I'm going to pick a different option and I'm going to go to Animal Kingdom and pick Tiffin's. I think Tiffin's is really incredible. And for people that love trying unique foods and different cuisines, they have, um, you know, options from all around the world and lots of interesting things. They have, you know, things like octopus um, veal, short ribs, you know, spiced tofu. They've got all kinds of different, um, foods there, but then they also have, you know, African influences, Asian influences, um, really things from all around the globe. And that restaurant is just beautiful inside. So I think that foodies would really, really like it. It's probably top three favorite for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good one. I like going to the lounge side where you don't need a reservation. Yeah, don't t- don't keep telling people about that. I know. <laughs> we need to keep it a secret. No, I'm just kidding. If you work with us, obviously we'll tell you about it. Um, so Stephanie, what are you picking? Okay, so I've never actually eaten here, but it's on my bucket list. Um, Jico, I recommend it to clients all the time. I I have tried several with several clients. If we weren't able to get it, just looking over and over and over again, it's because it's, it's actually called um, Chico, I forget, like, it's called, like, the kitchen or the food place or something. There's something after the name of the restaurant. It it's definitely has the foodies in place. mind. The cooking, the cooking place. place. Thank you. Yeah, so um, that's definitely one that I would recommend. I do recommend it, and it's on my list. I, I do consider myself at least an adventurous eater. I don't know about a foodie, but I want to try it. That one's coming back, reopening on February 17th. Perfect. So if you want to make a, go over to Animal Kingdom Lodge, you can book Ooh, it. We do have a night before the cruise in March. There we go. All right. I won't be able to get it since we don't have uh, um, an actual package, but that's fine. Maybe in August. All right, Amber. Okay, I was thinking. 
All right. Okay. So best place for foodies. I am going to recommend Topolino's Terrace at the Riviera Resort. Um, everyone raves about this restaurant. It's no secret. We've talked about it before. Um, breakfast, they have the characters and the characters are dressed in the most adorable little French artist inspired um, outfits. Um, and then lunch and dinner, there's no characters, but the food is amazing. Um, they have French food, Italian food. Um, when we went there, um, my husband and I went on a kid-free trip and he had the veal and I had one of the pastas. I don't remember specifically, but it was all very, very good. That's a good recommendation and great views yeah. there too. Mm-hmm. Okay, so our last category, I think, yes, is best place for a big group. Um, so you're going with a crew, right? You've got to get a lot of people on that reservation. Maybe you're going to be a little bit loud. Um, I'm going to pick Teppanito in the Japan Pavilion at Epcot. I picked this location because it's a bocce. You know, you're sitting around a giant table with people you're watching kind of like the show of the um, chef cooking the food and it's very, you know, involved, collaborative, that sort of thing with you watching the show and them serving you the food while they're making it. And it's pretty loud in there. So I thought this is a fun one for a bigger crew. It is a lot of fun. And that's also a, a good one for, you know, the, the price, because it's like you said, you're getting a show with it. Yeah. And this is one I can actually book for like 10 people. I don't have to split up groups. Usually I can get like everybody at the one table together. And that makes it really nice for when you're doing dining reservations. Mm -hmm. I have actually you... not been there. It's good. It's worth trying. So tell me this, if I have hibachi in my town that I can go to that, let's face it, is probably less expensive than Disney prices. Is it that much better than the hibachi place I have in town? Is it worth the extra price? I, I've, uh, <laughs> I think so. I've, I've also seen, um, cause they, you know, they do like the little, um, onion tower volcano. I've seen it where they'll actually make it Mickey instead yeah. of a volcano and it's coming out of his nose. So that's really cute. Um, you can also get some of the sushi options here and those are much better than your local hibachi place. I, I was going to say there's Disney touches, which I think are cute. And I don't know if this is good or bad. Like they don't have fried rice. They have the noodles. Mm. If people are like die hard on fried rice. You might be sad when you go and you don't have that. So I don't know if that's a deal breaker. I think it's good. Right. Yeah. It's definitely. worth trying for sure. Definitely. All right. Um, I am going over to the Wilderness Lodge at the Whispering Canyon Cafe. Um, they have huge tables. It's already loud and raucous. And there's a lot of options to suit a large number of people. So you, you can order the different skillets. Um, and they have them in a variety of different 
flavors. They have one that's more seafood. Then they have like the pork one. So I think it's a great place. It's a lot of fun. And you can choose whether or not you want to participate in the shenanigans. Stephanie, I almost picked this one too for the vegan option because that option is super good there. I've not had it there. It's really good. Thanks to Whispering Canyon, whenever my kids need ketchup, they go, we need ketchup. <laughs> That's right. a fun environment. Yeah, it is. Yeah, they have lots of fun with um, the kids. I don't know how much they're doing post-COVID, but um, it's not really post-COVID, is it? We're like in COVID. Um, but I don't know how much of the stuff they're doing. Are they doing like where they run around with the little horsies and all that kind of stuff, the games. I don't know. I, I can't speak to that. I don't know. I haven't I been there know. since. Yeah. I do have a video of my husband. They got all the dads up and made them sing, I'm a little teapot. So I have a <laughs> video of my husband doing that. So should I ever need to um... blackmail? Yeah. That's the one. <laughs> My mind's going off the rails. Okay, so for my big place for a big group, I am going to recommend Via Napoli. It is a pizza place in Epcot. Um, I also considered making this my um, winner for the best place for kids because what kids don't like pizza, right? Um, but it's also good for a, a big group because you can order, like if you have, let's say 10 people in your group, you can order like, three pizzas and that's plenty for your group. And so it's a table service where you're not breaking the bank and who doesn't love pizza? The, and their pizza is fantastic. It's really good pizza, not just a lot of it, but it's really good quality. And I'm just gonna say these two words, Italian waiters. <laughs> you read my you mind. <laughs> All right. So we've talked a lot of food. Hopefully we've given you a lot of different ideas for your next Disney trip that meet the scenario or the group that you're traveling with. And we're going to end this episode with a fun fact. Given that we have talked about dining as our topic tonight, we're just going to throw it out there. There are more than 200 places to get food within Walt Disney World, including 90 full service restaurants. So there are a ton of options that you can look through to figure out what appeals to you, you know, pick something that matches your preferences. So that's a great selling point for, I think, for Disney World. Well, in closing, we want to thank you for listening to the Fairy Pod Mothers. We're happy to be your one-stop shop, shop for talk and tips for Disney, Universal, and beyond. Please join us on Facebook and Instagram to keep the conversation going. Amber, Rachel, and Stephanie are travel professionals with Main Street and More Travel and No Fee Disney Earmark Agency. Please reach out to us on Facebook for a free quote. Please rate, review, and tell your friends, and we'll see you real soon. Bye. Bye, ladies.